Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to episode 235. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. You know, most podcasts are off for August, but not us. I want to continue to give you some fresh content to complement your summer vacation, your time at the beach, your car, bike, or motorcycle rides. Like an ice-cold lemonade in your hand to keep you cool and refreshed. Because even in the long and lazy summer days of August, it's always a time to stay vigilant. The battle of the billionaires is heating up because Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are gearing up, reportedly, for the cage fight of the century. Elon revealing quotes, am lifting weights throughout the day, preparing for the fight. The Don't have time to work out. So I just bring them to work. Which one is it? Uh, is he working out during the day or no time? Uh, Zuckerberg responding, I'm ready today. I suggested August 26th, but he, but he first challenged, but he hasn't confirmed, not holding my breath. Yep. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are going to fight with their hands. Musk recently tweeted, Zuck and Musk fight will be live streamed on X. All proceeds will will go to charity for veterans. Oh, boy. We've been here so many times before. Controversial people, causes, and companies using vets as a political shield. And what could go wrong? Everyone remember when Trump was fined $2 million in 2017 for his Fishy Vets fundraiser? And it's worth everybody asking this summer. While they're promoting on X and Twitter and threads and whatever else they create in their basement while they're thinking about their childhood and weirdness, how much have Zuck and Musk donated to Vets Charities before this? They've certainly had the time and money to help for a long time now. It's all just kind of weird. This summer in America, there's no shortage of weird. And there's no shortage of crisis. Right now, Hawaii is the latest place in America to be set on fire. Hospitals are overwhelmed with burn patients in Maui, and the scenes from another part of America are again apocalyptic. 
were facing the hottest summer in history. There was a heat index of 158 degrees Fahrenheit recorded in southern Iran this week. Even the healthiest and youngest people couldn't survive in that kind of heat for more than a couple of hours. And the only thing that's more devastating and spreading more quickly this summer than the heat and the wildfires is the stupid. Yeah, we got to interrupt our lemonade breaks for injections of the stupid every day. Trump's indictment drama unfolds with new twists every day. Yet, he continues to dominate the polls. And the only thing facing more crisis than Hawaii right now is the Ron DeSantis campaign, as he just laid off a third of his staff and again fired his campaign manager. All the while, Senator Redneck Tommy Tuberville continues his holds on military promotions that also cost him and his state space command. But these holds are going to now stay in place throughout the August congressional break and into September, mucking up the summer for our military and military families and inflicting unnecessary chaos on our national security and our troops. Meanwhile, asylum seekers continue to pour into America this August, Nearly 100,000 migrants have arrived here in New York City alone just since last spring. And of course, there's no shortage of drama and urgency around the Ukraine war, which unfortunately remains way too low on the priority list of most media. And then there's ongoing battles like the actor and writer's strike in Hollywood, which seems to be the only thing that Hollywood can't hype effectively. There's 90-year-old Senator Dianne Feinstein of California that was hospitalized this week after a fall in her home in San Francisco. As many of our senior political leaders from both parties teeter on the edge of hospice daily. Crisis and chaos is everywhere this summer. Because it's our new normal. And the ridiculously stupid Musk versus Zuckerberg fight reveals also an underlying and important crisis that impacts all of this and gets very little shine. The crisis of masculinity is real, growing, and critically important. We're going to dig deeper into this in the days to come on this show, but if you haven't seen the numbers or seen the work of people like Richard Reeves and others, education, the labor market, addiction rates, suicide attempts, all are not good for men, especially working class men. Men in America also right now account for almost three of every four so-called deaths of despair. Deaths of despair are when someone's lost to suicide, alcohol abuse, or an overdose. So there's a crisis of masculinity that's impacting everything in our society, from suicide rates to extremism to politics to military recruiting. And it's a national security issue. One I'm going to explore more on this show And I hope to see expand the conversation to include people like the Secretary of Defense and maybe especially the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General C.Q. Brown Jr. His personal experience, his visionary leadership, his new role as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and his thoughtful, humble tone would be infinitely valuable around this conversation. There was a great podcast I heard with Sean Elling and Christine Emba 
And they talked about this issue. Christine Emba's got a new piece out that you should check out, and it'll be linked in the show notes. But throughout the conversation, as they explore this issue of the crisis of masculinity, they struggled to find a policy solution for this crisis of male loneliness, one that affects many independent Americans. But I offer, what about national service and an attached program of mentors and mentoring? It's a policy move that can at least make a dent, and it's now being put into action at the state level by our friend Governor Wes Moore in Maryland. And then there's sports. Local and rec sports have been great for decades, and we need them now more than ever, especially since many of these men in crisis in older generations would have gone into and gotten something out of football. Team Rubicon is another model worth exploring that we've talked about on this show. It's the International Disaster Relief Organization that incorporates veterans and civilians to make a difference. We talked to the founder, Jake Wood, on this show before. But scaling national programs like this would also make a dent and teach men and women to work together in support of a noble, common, and higher mission. And that's what we need. Because this summer, there is no shortage of stupid and unnecessary fights. And there's also no shortage of noble, important, and urgent ones. And this summer, just like every day in our new normal, stakes is high. Yes, people, stakes is high, especially this August whether it's 4 degrees or 124. And although most pods are off for August, we're not. We're going to be that cold beer, that lemonade, or that LaCroix, LaCroix, whatever that stuff is called. And I'm switching it up. I'm taking a break from the guest conversations a bit to give myself and Chris a bit of a break this August, but also to get you a new style of pod that's shorter and just me. Some of you have told me that you just want to hear what I have to say, so you're going to get it. I've got lots of guests lined up in the days to come, but for now, I'm just going to freestyle these shows a little bit, keep them more free-flowing, less produced, and shorter. And hopefully, they'll be what we both need to ride into this final month or so of the summer of chaos and crisis in America. And please give me a holler on the website and social media and tell me what you think. And in the meantime, since it's summer, To offset all we do around war and politics and conflict, I'll continue to share inspiration where possible and, of course, to enjoy summer. For me, that means outdoors, lots of baseball and basketball, water in any form possible, family and friends, and, of course, music, which has always been a critical element of my life, our movement, and this show. So welcome to another summer of chaos, and welcome to another summer of music, and welcome to another summer of vigilance. Welcome to Independent Americans, episode 235. That right there is the new stuff from Post Malone. I finally listened to it, and I love it. 
is just so good. Now, Post Malone's got a baby now. He's drinking less, and he's growing as an artist and a human, and continuing to put out some incredible music like this. It's a great album for the summer, and I urge you to check it out. I've been trying to absorb and share lots of music this summer. If you follow me on social media, you know that there was four amazing River and Blues shows this summer in New York City that are always great. Four weeks of blues along the river here in New York City in a spectacular scene in Rockefeller Park. And they had four fantastic artists that I urge you to check out. First was The Dip a Seattle-based seven-piece group that has blue-eyed soul that can really make you move and elevate your state of mind. Check them out. I saw them. They're fantastic. Next up was Lee Fields, 73 years old. They used to call him Little JB, Little James Brown. And he had a huge and beautiful crowd moving and grooving and laughing despite the fact that the heat and humidity were brutal. Next up was a genius artist called Tammy Crest. Tommy Crest soared into New York City and blew me and my son away. He plays amazing desert blues like I've never heard. An incredible artistic genius, a masterful guitar player, and a global ambassador for his powerful and inspiring Touareg culture. His sound is like soaring rock, jam music, and country-infused Saharan magic. Now, Pieces of his stuff will touch everyone. I heard ghosts of Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Bombino, Prince, Fish, Bob Marley, Johnny Cash, Michael Franti, The Roots, Pink Floyd, B.B. King, and so much more all swirl together in Tommy Crest. And Rhythm and Blues and Battery Park finished up this year with the powerful and dynamic Allison Russell, who I highly recommend as well. It was a gorgeous setting every week, right along the water, as the sun goes down with people on picnic blankets next to a playground and a basketball court. Great for kids, great for family, great for community. There were no Republicans and Democrats out there this summer. They were all feeling independent, and they were all enjoying independent music. And this weekend, I topped it off with Ajuna Beats, an electronic music spectacular that was happening at the rooftop at Pier 17 in New York City. It was a fabulous freight train of beats and grooves and images and good people at my favorite venue in America on an absolutely perfect night. If you've never seen a show at the rooftop at Pier 17 in New York, add it to your bucket list. But in that crowd as well, Everyone was united in the music. Nobody was fighting about immigration. No one was talking about Trump. Everyone was loving the night, loving the music, and respectful and kind. And in many ways, independent. But as the music rolls all across America, and the fires roll across Hawaii, war continues to roll across Europe. And there's no summer break in Ukraine.
Ой, у лузі червона калина Похилилася Чогось наша славна Україна Зажурилася There are no billionaire jackasses fake fighting in Ukraine. And there is no crisis of masculinity. The fighting is real. And it's involving every man and every woman, non-binary folks, kids, animals, and anyone that's in that battle space. And this week, it also included former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who met with Zelensky in Ukraine. Now, if you haven't seen... Christie's running for president, and he's throwing some pretty hard shots at Trump, and he's differentiating himself dramatically from Trump and DeSantis in supporting Ukraine. And it was good to see. It's also a clear sign of how hard Chris Christie is coming at Trump and DeSantis. The difference for primary voters in the GOP, at least on Ukraine, will be clear. And I think that kind of move will especially be attractive to independent Americans. And there's more important news out of Ukraine as eight Ukrainian pilots who are fluent in English are finally ready to begin training on F-16 fighter planes. F-16s are finally going into Ukraine. And the Pentagon has also announced that President Joe Biden has finally cleared F-16 training in the U.S. for Ukrainian pilots. Finally. Imagine how many more lives could have been saved if Biden just did this months ago. We all knew it was going to happen anyway. In the end, Dragging this out has only hurt Ukraine and cost lives. And Biden has to stop making Ukraine play mother may I on weapon systems and just open the floodgates. We've been talking about it on this show for months. Give Ukraine everything once and for all and empower them to finally win this war. So we can knock out Putin. Ukraine can be victorious. And next summer, they can be celebrating with all of us. But the war in Ukraine isn't the only thing not taking a summer break. The war for the soul of America and the future of our politics continues, as does the evolution and the tumult of our independent movement. As this summer, the great fragmentation of our American politics continues. Yep, Taylor Swift is dominating summer. Maybe even more than Barbie and the Stupid. She represents the future of our music, like our independent movement represents the future of politics. But ours is much more messy. And there's a smart and hard-hitting piece from Mary Ann Mancuso this week that I wanted to bring to your attention. It's about the deep flaws in the forward party. The Forward Party is representing their first anniversary this month, and it's a topic we've dug into before with Andrew Yang and others. And her piece for Politico was called, I Saw the Hollowness Inside Andrew Yang's New Third Party. And she would know, because she saw it from the inside as the national press secretary for the party. Now, she had a couple great lines in there, and I encourage you to read the whole thing. But she said, the Forward Party is making a dangerous miscalculation. It's betting that what a party opposes is more important than what it stands for. Motivated by a tech industry ethos that considers disruption for disruption's sake a virtue. Forward is following a path blazed by some of startup culture's biggest debacles. 
Theranos, and WeWork. I think this piece is really, really hard-hitting, and I encourage the folks to come on this show to talk about it. I think this piece is smart and insightful and brings up a lot of the things I brought with the leaders on this show. She continues, We had been promised our reform efforts would continue. Instead, I found an organization convinced it could maintain and grow its disparate coalition by not taking any positions at all. Its very existence was premised on the idea that, in the future, political parties will succeed by not having a philosophy of government, a shared vision, or even a platform to unite behind. That's not what I signed up for. She continues smartly. A party that stands on a platform of nothing is reflective of an emerging culture that prizes showmanship over substance and the misguided belief that if you convince enough people to believe in something, it's true. After all, if political parties are the problem, the creation of another party is only adding to the current dysfunction of the American political system. I said it to Andrew Yang on this show. I don't think that the solution to the two broken parties is another party created by people who came from the two broken parties. Independents like me don't necessarily want a third party. We just want better options. And America is not a party. It's a mission. And I encourage everyone not to join the forward party, but to declare your personal independence as the first step. And if the forward party or someone else is your cup of tea, then go for it. But it's not mine. And on independent Americans, we've gone deeper. On forward, on no labels, and a lot of other early, flashy, big money players in this independent and democracy reform space. I've looked under the hoods. I've talked to the leadership. And I've met with the leaders. If you haven't heard it before, check out my episode with Forward co-founder Andrew Yang. Check out episode 188 with Forward's other co-founder, Governor Christy Todd Whitman. And episode 231 with No Labels co-chairman Joe Lieberman. I challenge them all to answer the tough questions. Questions that I have as the kind of independence they want to attract. Overall, these organizations, in my view are all a reflection of a relatively underdeveloped and chaotic independent space with limited strategic, trusted, and visionary leaders, and very few true next-generation independents. But it's a space that continues to overflow with the potential to appeal to the 49% of us that are independent Americans and to defend and improve America, not just now, but for the next generation and decades to come. And I say, if you're looking for the real future of independence this summer, it's not big money, flashy organizations. It's in dynamic, transformative, and authentically independent leaders. And right now, in my view, independent Colorado Springs Mayor Yemi Mobilati is the single best example. Check out my episode 228 with him for more on all of it. The future this summer is independent. But the fight for what that means and who will lead us is definitely very much underway. So this summer especially, stay vigilant, my friends. Taylor Swift has delivered. But unfortunately, the U.S. women's soccer team sadly did not. And after a rough loss and penalty kicks to Sweden, they're out. It was a rough one. But all along, if you were watching, you could kind of feel like this was going to end badly. This team just couldn't put it together. 
They couldn't close like they normally and magically always do. And there was an arrogance, a missing leadership piece, and a lack of spark to this squad that ultimately doomed them. They always represent the best of America, but also sometimes the worst of us, especially a confidence that when it goes unchecked by a coach and team leaders can morph into cockiness that just goes too far. This team needed more humility, and the soccer gods dealt it to them. All dynasties end, and maybe they needed to be humbled to be great again, but nothing will ever take away from what they've done to shape history. It's been heroic, and so much bigger than soccer. What this program and these leaders and this generation of players has done is transformative. For the game, for the women's game, for kids, for the future, for America and the world. They have been, for women's soccer, what Michael Jordan was for basketball. It's all different now. The future for women's soccer and for American women's soccer and all American soccer remains brighter than ever. And it's in large part because of this program and especially the amazing and inspiring women who built it. And the women who endured shit and struggle that we will never fully appreciate. But in the end, they achieved greatness. And I can't wait to see the new version of this team again at the Olympics next year and at the next World Cup in four years and every four years for the rest of my life. And in all the playgrounds and soccer fields all across America in all the days in between. You'll see them all summer long. Like America itself... They and we have an opportunity to learn from this hard loss now and get better. And we will, because that's what America does when we're focused. So thank you to all the U.S. Women's National Team players, past and present, for all you've done, especially for our kids. I appreciate you and salute you always. Go USA. The World Cup is over for the U.S., but the summer is not. Lots of music playing out there, and especially here in New York City for the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. And one place you know you're going to hear that hip-hop is on the basketball court. And a basketball court in America, and especially in New York City, on a summer evening is always something special. And last night, I played against guys 30 years younger than me. And for the first time in my life, guys started calling me Pops. Yeah, I'm Pops now. Well, we all get there sooner or later. And they only call you that if you don't suck. And I'm just grateful at my age to still be able to play. And yes, I can still hang and still set a mean pick. And I still love that game beyond words. Summer is a time for basketball. Summer is also a time for riding a bike. Life is better on a bicycle. Life is better on a bike. When you push the pedal and go down the hill, then everything is all right. Life is better.
Now, there's no better way to travel around the city and parts of America than on a bicycle. And in the summer, at night, it's especially magical and super fun. Now, here in New York, City Bike, the public transportation bike sharing system, has been a game changer that just keeps getting better, something I highly recommend you try if you come visit. And last month, in July, over 3.7 million trips were taken on City Bike, the most in the history of the program. When it all started, some people were outraged about losing a few parking spaces. Now, there's lots to be concerned about in New York right now and in urban cities around the country, but this is definitely a bright spot and one that other cities and towns can learn from and replicate. And we can all adapt, improvise, and overcome. And that's what we'll continue to do on this show. As we hit number 63 in the podcast charts in Azerbaijan, and we're up to number 24 in Albania. And the support continues to come in as this show continues to grow. Please add your comments when you can. I want to thank ARK7788 for posting his comment on Apple, where he said, or she said, Tune in. You won't regret it. Even a topic I had little interest in turned out to be very insightful. Our listeners are always insightful. So continue to share your feedback all summer long and always look for the hashtag, look for the helpers on social and share the helpers that you see. And we'll be bringing back guests to guests soon. Check out independentamericans.us if there are interviews and conversations in the past that you want to check out. And there's always video. And you can also support this show all August and summer long by becoming a Patreon member. Bring your lemonade and your cold beer on over and join us in our Patreon community. More information on our website. Shout out to all of you for rolling with me this summer and for the past few years. And a very special summer shout out to my favorite bike rider of all, my son Ryder, who turns eight years old this week. This dude brings me happiness and hope like I never could have imagined. And he's the best kind of fighter. Eight years ago this week, he was in the NICU, in an incubator with a food tube down his throat for some of the scariest days of our life. Now, eight years later, he's tearing it up on bikes, on scooters, on the football field, and in life. And I am so proud and honored to be his dad, and I just want to wish him a very, very happy birthday and a special happy birthday to his little brother and to his amazing mom. We named my son Ryder, and if you've seen him on a bike, you know that it fits. He continues to grow and make us all proud, just like our independent movement, even in the summer of crisis and chaos, because our movement, we are the music. We are the basketball. We are the bike riders. Independence are the future, and we are not alone in our independence, and America may be more divided than ever. But we at Independent Americans and Righteous Media are riding forward to change it, to add light, to contrast all the heat of what's happening in this country. So if you're among that 50% of Americans that are independent, this is your show. And it's a show for everyone else, too, because our independent movement is the hope for the future. Country over party, people over politics, light over heat, disrupting the status quo and fueling a new movement that spans all around our country. Riding forward on a bike, kind of like Pee Wee used to do. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
and all of what we've been riding with all summer long. If you did, continue to share it far and wide and invite all your friends to declare their independence. And stay vigilant, my friend, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And hope is the oxygen of democracy. And know you're not alone in your vigilance. We are all vigilant. And we are all in this together. All August, all summer, all year, and always. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thank you for listening. Down with Putin. Slava Ukraine. Get out on a bike. Happy birthday, rider. And stay vigilant, America. Powered by Righteous Media.